Joyride podcast. John is my name. And Ian is my name. How are you, Ian? I am fine. I'm okay. Um, Good. Don't really have much else to say other than that, but yeah, I'm surviving. Well, let me tell you about my week. Oh, there's, there's no, no small talk. <laughs> no small John's talk. Week. No oh. shilly shallying around today. I'm liking this. This is You are basically like the modern day Brian Walden, aren't you? Exactly. And, and basically, what's been going on is this whole coronavirus thing. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, I've, I've, I've seen it mentioned in passing. <laughs> anyway, I think it's doing things to our brains that aren't good. Um, basically, what happened on, um, on Thursday, I began to, my asthma began to flare up. Oh I have um, quite, you know, I mean, my asthma is normally okay. Normally I can go a week without touching my inhaler, but this started flaring up and no matter how much I use my inhaler, I couldn't make it go back to normal breathing. Mm. Um, and so I was a bit worried and I kind of, of I went, I went to bed and I went to bed early because when you're, when you're asthmatic and, and you're wheezing a lot, you get tired very quickly because you're having to do quite a lot of work just to breathe mm. and so i went to bed early and um but woke up again very early in the morning and i thought to myself oh no this isn't right this isn't good and you know if if coronavirus gets into your chest then that's not a good thing is it no. that's the thing that's apparently the, the the real danger that's the killer it's indeed and so i was and i looked up the website and it was like i don't have the cough and I can still, you know, I can still smell perfectly normally, taste perfectly normally. However, and I kept on touching my chest and I kept on convincing myself that my chest was really hot to touch because, <laughs> because they say, you know, yeah. don't trust your head. And I don't have a thermometer. So I was ch- t- touching my chest and I was like, it is hot, it's hot, it's, it's hot, it's hot. So eventually I... Um, I booked myself a coronavirus test Ooh. on Friday morning, about four o'clock on Friday morning. Yeah. I um, logged on and... Um, I thought you meant you went for a test at four o'clock on Friday morning. No, no, no. I just had to uh, book book the test. Right, that's good. Um, and have you, have you had one yet? No, I've only done the... The antibody, antibody one. No, I haven't had a COVID test yet. So, 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 um, so I was like, what do I do? Do I tell my work? Do I? Because I was working from home. So it wasn't like it was yeah. a, an immediate problem. But I was like, do I tell my work now? And I was like, but but if it's negative, then then I don't need to worry. And um, and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. So I, I booked my test for half 11. Mm-hmm. And I was working from home. It meant I could just nip out the house, go and get it and come back. Um, now, I don't know if many of our listeners might have had the test already, but it's an interesting thing, certainly how they're doing it here, mm-hmm. which is it was a walk-in test only. Right. You couldn't uh, drive to it uh, or drive in anyway. And so I, I drove to this park and it was literally just a park. Okay. Um, wandered into the park, um, trying to think, is this, am I in the right place here? What's going on? Um, it was throwing it down with rain at the time as well, which was nice. Obviously wheezing away as I was, mm-hmm. occasionally touching my chest, thinking I'm sure it's still warm, you know, <laughs> I'm sure it's still warm. Um, and uh, and there was th- these two lads, and I'm saying lads, sort of in tabards, 
hanging around the netball court. Uh, and I kind of, you know, went towards them and they were like, ah, you for the test, show us your QR code. So I dutifully showed them my QR code and you go, go queue up. And it was just like inside a netball court. There was two canvas gazebos. Right. And um, you know, the ones that people get if they're having a barbecue. Yes. In, in their back garden. Yeah. One of two of those. Um, on, and then some trestle tables underneath the gazebos. Was Dominic then, Cummings there? <laughs> no, he wasn't. Sorry, you're late. No. Um, and he um, just kind of, you kind of go in and it's it's not pleasant because you have to, yeah. you rub the, the cotton bud against your tons, tonsils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which make you gag. Yeah, that's not nice. But, you know, it's not pleasant. And stick it up your nose, which isn't too bad. I mean, very quick process, to be fair. I queued up for about five minutes did the test in about five minutes and then was back on my way. But then obviously I had to self-isolate. So you got your results. Uh, yeah. So I got my results. They said 24 to 48 hours. So, I mean, th- I was self-isolating yesterday. Obviously I lived by myself. So I said, Friday wasn't so bad because I had to go back and work. Um, so I just got to work. Although I couldn't, you know, go and I didn't feel anyway that I could go and see the people in my support bubble because if I did and I tested positive, mm. then they would have to self-isolate too. I hadn't seen them in a week. Right. So that was fine. Um, they wouldn't have to self-isolate in that regard. So I sat by myself, went to bed relatively early because still the asthma being bad. But yesterday I was like one of those polar bears in the zoo. Oh. Knowing that I couldn't get, you know, I was in really small, my flat is, is a one bedroom flat. Yeah. So it's really quite small. Uh, just wandering and wandering around it. And by now, convinced myself that I was absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. You know, my asthma wasn't great, but my chest, as much as I tried to kid myself, wasn't warm. Yeah. <laughs> it was no longer <laughs> hot. <laughs> and so at four, um, at four o'clock this morning, I got the negative test result. How did you get Which that? was nice. Yeah, text message? By email. email. Right. Email. And then two hours later, a text message. Oh interestingly mm. i'm not quite sure why that happened but at four o'clock a, a, an email and then six o'clock a text message um but i think it's one of those things that that obviously it's worked out fine and i can go about my business not a problem now um uh, but it's a weird thing that you kind of you get yourself so paranoid mm. you know i mean i've had moments when my asthma's got bad but normally it's because of the case of feathers or dust or hay fever and in actual fact, on Thursday, I was around a load of dust. Like, I, I probably breathed Were in quite a lot of dust as well. Were you at sort of live staging of the Philip Pullman trilogy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that. As soon as I said that, I was like, it does sound somewhat full. Yes, long, no, long I was actually... around for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just in a basement having to sort right. out some things at work, and I would have breathed in a load of dust. <laughs> Are I you a serial ignore... killer? <laughs> no. <laughs> And normally I would have just gone, when I started wheezing, I would have thought to myself, oh, do you know, this is good. Mm. I've been breathing in dust. Yeah. That's not clever. But your brain spirals in these times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, well, how long have I had these symptoms? Have I, who have I seen? Who have I, who have I infected? Who have yeah. I potentially killed <laughs> by walking past them in the last two days? Yeah. But in an actual fact, it's all fine. Wow. I know it's a weird thing, and and the idea of having to actually self isolate for another twelve days. Yeah. I mean, you had one, you had one, have... well, two, but one and a half days of it. 
one and a half could days have had of it and two I didn't weeks. cope well. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. A lot I, of people, well. a lot of people, you know, you, you hear a lot of pundits and people commentating on this saying that folk are whinging about having to do two weeks of isolating. And then until you've actually done it yourself, it's, you know, it may seem like quite a, a kind of trivial thing, like, you know, staying indoors for two weeks. But for someone like yourself who lives completely alone, it's and who's yeah. used to going out and being quite active, even having two days of not going out, it's, you realise that, I mean, people talk about the mental health toll and that kind of stuff. Mm. And you've only had a day and a bit of it, but you've probably realised how hard that can be and not just that you're also sitting there worrying about the potential that you might die or you might have killed someone and you've got that guilt yeah. wearing on you as well so yeah so when you exactly. so when you like so i take it you don't have to contact anyone else until you've had the results back you don't say to or have you not seen anyone in within the, the time period that you'd have had to do that i think i probably um i hadn't really seen anyone i think that's the key thing is from the beginning of symptoms i hadn't seen anyone right. um or certainly the way, even though I was in work on uh, actually like in the office properly on Tuesday, mm. we were all, it's all designed yeah. in a way that you're all socially distanced. So you're not actually in close contact, as they say, um, with them. Like in other offices where, where in the organization where I work, people have had to go off. They've been in work and then the day later they've, you know, had to go off with, with COVID or whatever. But because there's always two meters, mm. it means that nobody else has to do it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's 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 um, COVID proof or whatever, um, unless obviously they start developing symptoms. So no, I hadn't quite reached that right. point. Right, well, that's good. Um, so if I if I tested positive, then obviously I presume somebody at some point would have phoned me to ask who I'd been around, and then I would have been interested because I just genuinely don't know how many days they would have said. You know, like what's what is the cutoff? Um, you know, how many days since you started with the yeah. symptoms do you so have? You to could have got a phone people? call from Baroness Dido Harding herself. I could have, I could have, and we well, yeah. Although you know, it normally takes three, four, five days before anyone contacts you, and she might be fired by then. That's true. She might. So yeah, exactly. We're recording this um, on Sunday, the same day, all yeah. online, um, and. There are calls. There are calls from multiple sides. You know, not just in the Labour Party. There's calls from quite a few Tory MPs have now come out and said that she should really be sacked, or that her position is untenable. I thought. Did you hear yeah. Bernard Jenkins talking about it this morning? I've seen. I some mean, of he the was quotes. going on and on about what a wonderful job she's done and how she's done great things at Circle. And you're like, no, she hasn't. She really hasn't. And then he said, after about ten minutes, but you know. The, he, he basically said there should be some someone high up in the military should be handling this. Someone that's used to dealing with emergencies mm. and de dealing with situations where you need to act fast and you know give orders to people in different parts of a of, of a country or different parts of an area. Um, which you know we've said before that that's not Baroness Dido Harding's forte. I mean, I think it was telling no, us thing this morning, and it was talking about how the NHS track and trace system is hitting about ninety nine percent of contacts whereas circles is sitting like in the low 60s it's in the 60s anyway so they're missing about a third yeah. of people's contacts and that's the that's the, the basic fundamental need for the test track and trace system is contacting people who are the contacts um and they are failing yes. that so I mean, it does she's become 
a kind of figure. I mean, it's not just her. And you and I have talked about this off microphone as well, that she's an easy person to point the finger of blame at. But you know, the people that put her in charge, whatever, I mean, I don't know if it was Boris or if it was Dominic Cummings or Matt Hancock, whoever made that decision to put her in charge of Test Track and Trace is the one that should be answering for this, not her. No, exactly. I mean, I'm sure she's working very hard and doing the best she possibly can. But like we say, it's, I mean, imagine, we yeah. were saying this again off, off mic, is that imagine suddenly, you know, you've got £12 billion budget, go and sort this out. You've got to start it from scratch and, and go from there. And that's the fundamental mistake. Sorry, I've just realised that there. They told her she had to go and start it from scratch with a bunch of private companies, whereas local councils, public health advisors, um, and all the different councils around the country they wouldn't be no, they have databases. They, they, they have systems yeah. in place already. But they just needed mm. to trust the local no. government to get on with it and do it. And yeah, the thing is, our government, particularly this particular government, is thinks that they're masters. Well, we talked of the about universe. this last week, I think. I feel like we're having a deja vu. Yeah. Here. Like they, they don't, everything yeah, has exactly. to be centralized and done through them. They're like a really, yeah. like a really controlling one. boss. Who doesn't trust the minions to actually do the grunt work and tries to do all for them? Yeah. Um, but but at the same time, is not one of those bosses that's amazing no. at everything. Because yeah, you do yeah, get yeah. some bosses who just load it onto themselves, load it onto themselves, and they believe they can do it all, and uh, they do an amazing job until mm. they burn out. No, this it's is definitely that. not that. <laughs> and it's the fact that they're getting their friends to do it. Their friends in in high places. I mean, I'm sure you're on social media as much as I am. And I'm sure you'll see that every few days or certainly every week, there'll be some um, relatively trustworthy journalist who comes out with a story about a company that had been, you know, owned by a Tory donor, which was set up in July of this year, has been given a £110 million contract to provide some kind of PPE or some kind of, of thing that that you know, companies that have been doing it for 25 years are, can't get a call back from the government. You know, and, and I think Wasn't that we're in this world. Was owned by Kate Middleton's sister, and they were like a sort of weird sex party company, and they got money for PPE. <laughs> I mean, I could be making that up. I'm yeah. pretty sure, I mean, there was a few examples of things like that. It was like companies who did not deal with PPE or indeed anything to do with the medical industry were awarded these massive contracts yeah. during the summer. Exactly. And, and, and I think yeah. that that's where we're at. And, 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 it's, and it means that we're in this strange world. You know, we're in, I'm in a world. I mean, it's funny, actually, because my sister, who lives in Wales, she's in a yeah. complete lockdown. Uh, I'm here. I'm in tier yeah. three of three tiers uh, now. Um, Andy Burnham he lost the fight, he was which he was gonna always going to do. Did, but he, he fought valiantly. But he, he did fight fight violently and violently, violently, and then you. I will be in tier three as well. You'll be in tier three, but here's the thing: I'm a big yeah. fan of of Miss Sturgeon. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. It's a five tier mm-hmm. system that doesn't go up. Well, to tier five. do you know what? I was arguing, <laughs> uh, not arguing. My <laughs> wife and I were discussing this because when she announced it the other day that we we're going to start, at, like, tier, it starts at tier zero. <laughs> rather than tier one so yes. five stages it starts because julie said to me like count up to five and i of course went zero one she went no 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 you would never do that you would never do that but to be fair to nicola and i like i know we're both fans of nicola and her work 
To be fair to Nicola, yes. and I, I, I was the same. At first, I thought, that's a bit stupid. Why, why are you doing that? But then, one of, the, one of the first questions she got from a BBC journalist was, oh, right, well, you're doing five stages. Um, how's that going to work for people on the borders or people have to travel up and down from England to Scotland? And she said, well, we looked at England and they have tier one, two and three. And she said, our tier one, two and three are largely similar to one, two and three in England. She said, however, we wanted to have a stage that was above and below. And obviously, theirs starts at one, so the only way you can go below one is to go to zero. And they also wanted to have a stage above, which is stage four. So the way that she was justifying it was that stage one, two and three are largely the same as tier one, two and three in England. But you aspire to reach... Now, tier level zero for us is pretty much back to as normal as you can get within a pandemic. There would obviously be some things in place, but mostly back to normal. And that's not something she's anticipating anytime soon. So we are largely all going to be in one, two, right. three. Four is above where we're at in the central belt just now. And I thought it was very telling that within 12 mm -hmm. hours of that announcement, somebody from the UK government said, well, I think we might need to get a, a level above level three because, you know, it's maybe not... And yeah. it was, you know, it was literally within about six hours of Nicola's announcement of going up to level four. So that's the that's her justification for having level zero and level four is that she wants to fit in so she can't be accused of doing things really different from the uk government so she's actually taking a lot of flack for that but i like listening to her talking about it i thought do you know what that actually makes sense that we can have one two and three the same across certainly england and scotland and then we can go below that if we can and we can go above that if needs be as well so that was the justification and i think it's actually quite good but I do understand that having a level zero and saying you've got a five tier system that ends at level four is a bit nonsensical. And to be fair, now this is why you exactly. should read the whole story and not just the headline because <laughs> actually, well, that's that it. When, a you just, lot of when you just when you just read the bare headline of you know five stages zero to four, you think that's kind of daft. But then when you actually listen to her at her, because yes. I, I do, we listen to Nicola's press briefing because I don't I I don't work during the day. I work in the evenings and I'm working from home anyway. But I'm I don't miss. Yeah. The, the Nicola does the press briefings pretty much every day still and I, I keep up to date with that every day because I think it's important she, unlike Boris, she takes a lot of questions from a lot of different journalists and she answers each one very fully and I was waiting to hear that, like how are you going to justify having a level zero and that was it, she, didn't, she wasn't asked that the first question was, how's it going to work with England and she just said, well that's why we've got a zero and a four because we want it to be the same as England but we want it to have one beneath and one above and that's it, and that, do you know, when you hear that you're like, okay common sense that actually does make sense yeah it makes sense and the thing is it's not but the thing is like and so you're you're not going to be changing from day to day you know people have been saying like oh it's really confusing having all these stages no yeah you'll be at a stage and that'll be you for two weeks or four weeks it's not like you're going to jump from stage to stage like you know i think the way the journalists were asking it is as if no. like you're going to be at stage one at nine o'clock in the morning but then you'll be at stage three at five o'clock in the evening that's not how it's going to work on a thursday or a friday she'll announce that you know from yeah. monday this is the stages that the different areas of scotland will be in and that's it but that it's it's not actually it's not going to be in place until the end of this week because she has to put it through the Parliament. The Parliament opens up again on Monday. So she's going to run it through Parliament this week. I mean, it'll get right. through because obviously the SNP and the Greens make up a majority and they will all vote for it. So I would imagine it'll be in place by the end of this week. And so you think you'll be actually with we us are in well, tier three, She said then? that the central belt right now are... The, what, they're, what she's talking about, level three, is what we're in right now. So certainly... For right. the next week or so, we are still in because our our restrictions were meant to come out tomorrow, like change tomorrow. But because the numbers are still quite high, they're not going to keep pubs 
and alcohol serving restaurants shut and the household mixing thing. I mean, I mean she said that that's going to continue for the foreseeable future. That's not going to be loosened anytime. We can't even do the, you know, the rule of six in people's houses. We're not, and that's across the whole of Scotland. We're not allowed to go into people's houses. That's only level one where you're actually allowed to mix households. Um, so we for this Aye, for okay. this week up until Sunday, we will still be in the same as you, level three. Yeah. Wow. No, because because le- I mean level three is still. I think the big problem that we have is that level three is still. In terms of really getting the R mm-hmm. number down, if that is the if if we're if we're accepting the fact that test yeah. track and trace, you need to drive work, the R number down. Uh, but did you? I, I mean, but just sorry. Before you go on, Boris was asked that at PMQs this week. Keir Starmer said, "If if the numbers don't go below one in a certain area, would you pull them out of level three? And he, as ever, he wouldn't answer that question. And he said, "Like, what would it take to get moved yeah. out?" And you know, he just went, "Oh, you're carping from the sidelines. Oh, typical you. Oh, should be supporting us. You flip flopping. You turn. And that was it." But it doesn't seem it doesn't seem and, and I think that the tier three system in England does not seem designed to drive the R number down. It, it it almost seems like a kind of running on the spot because I mean you'll know yourself having been in the same roughly the same lockdown measures for about 110 days now, and the numbers are not mm. going down. I mean that's the other thing. Again, you'll not be watching no. the Scottish stuff, but um on Thursday or Friday, when we got our numbers, Nicola showed the kind of daily average for this week as opposed to last you know like three weeks ago it was like the number yeah. the, the daily average had gone up by something like 58 percent and then like the week before like last week the the numbers had gone up by 25 percent and then this week the daily average was only up about seven or eight percent so she said the numbers are going up but you can already see it starting to slow which is what happened back in the summer as well the numbers mm. slow at first because obviously the way it works, you know, you're working two or three weeks behind the way that the, the virus gestates. So yeah. she's hoping this week, some of the further measures that we've had for the last couple of weeks, that'll start to show as well. But the numbers have started to, you can see it starting to level out and they're hoping that in the next two or three weeks, the numbers will start to go down. And, and to be fair, the numbers yeah. are slowing down in England too, but just no. not very quickly. Um, and they're still there mm. and they're just high now that's just what they are they're just high so and i think the big i think that the big problem we have is all about consent and and at the moment if you can't tell people when not you can't tell obviously you can't tell people it's going to happen on the 23rd of november but if you can't tell them the circumstances that will allow people to come out of tier three because obviously the people like myself we are looking at, at councils that are mm-hmm. currently in tier one yeah. who have higher rates than when we went into this essential well, lockdown. That's the problem, yeah. You know, back in July and August. And so you're like, well, no. how is that fair? And, and I know that people will say, and I get, I, I mean, there is a, a justification for it. Everything is relative. Of course. Do you know what I mean? Everything is relative is that... Um, but at the same time, you're a bit like, well, none of these measures have worked and we're having to carry the can. We're the you, experimental. You think at the start of this, when, you know, they, when they announced that we're going to be these three-tier systems, there should be a, and here's the criteria for being, you know, like when we used to have marking schemes, well, we, we still have marking schemes, but you and I were teachers, there'd be a marking scheme for a critical essay mm. and it'd be like 13 to 15 
and then there was all this like a whole page of stuff, eleven to thirteen, and that's what they should have for the tier yes. systems. And it should be a set, very clear yeah. to understand criteria that you have to meet to be in tier three, tier two, and tier one. And at the moment, it's not even like there's a bit. There's nothing. There's nothing. We don't know if it's the R number. We don't know if it's to yeah. do with the population density. We don't know if it's to do with the number of infections per 100,000 or deaths. Nobody, nobody in the government is actually able to yeah. tell us. And that's frightening. Well, probably because they don't know. Because they're just, they are making up. They are sort of and making they up as they go along. They it's like a really sick and awful episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway? <laughs> it is. And I think that, I mean, there was this thing and it's been kind of bubbling along all the way through the last seven or eight months, but apparently the government was it in 2016 or was it yeah. 2018? They did a yeah, I think it was 2018 simulation yeah. of a pandemic. 2018, they did a simulation of of how the com- country would cope in a pandemic, and the measures taken. And apparently, we surprising very well. <laughs> and uh, you know, apparently, the whole point of it was to learn but, lessons. But what surely, would we do differently? Surely, March and April and May were also a time to learn lessons, and we're back here. We're a week away from November, wow, exactly. and we're about to hit this, you know, like, well, we're not hitting, we're in the middle of a second a second spike, whatever you want to call it, and the hospitals, yeah. certainly in places like Liverpool, the hospitals are dangerously close to being overwhelmed, and you think, we've we've been living with this for seven yeah. months now, eight months, what have we learned? We've not learned, all we've learned is that our government and, is, is crap and, at dealing with crises. And you know what? Um, I'm not, I mean, I'm a huge lover of their culture and entertainment, but I'm one of these uh, America skeptics who, you know, you know, they're not all that great and, you know, marched against the Iraq war and whatnot. But I think something that's, that's really hit home to me over the last few days, actually, mm-hmm. listening to Joe Biden talk about the fact that um, when they, when him and Barack Obama left office in 2016, they had you know, them and the CDC yeah, in America yeah. had set up a whole system for dealing with pandemics and epidemics and whatnot. And they had, you know, they'd invested huge amounts in it. And when the Ebola crisis happened, we all kind of glaze over about the Ebola crisis now because mm. it didn't really, there was no crisis. No. The West was never infected. But the part of the reason why they were never infected is because yes. America knew what it was doing and did it properly. And everyone could follow their lead. Same with yeah. when it was um, bird flu in 2008 or whenever it was. Um, everyone followed America's lead. Oh. We've had no lead. We've yeah. had no one to tell us what to do. Um, and I think that if we'd had proper dynamic leadership from America, you know, le- leading the World Health Organization, you know, actually engaging with China, engaging with um, countries across the world, rather than this competition yeah. to who can get the virus first. But actually, you know, um, how do we deal with this properly? Oh, right, that's what America's yeah. done. Okay, we'll copy them. But we can't copy no. them. And we don't want to copy the Germans because obviously copying the yes. Germans would be wrong and, and yes, verboten yeah. and incredibly unpatriotic. And copying South Korea and Singapore and whatnot, well, they're mm. all a bit weird because they're far away. No. We can't really compare ourselves to them. So I do think there's a huge gap there and it's yeah. and it's coming more and more to the fore. And, you know, we still have to wait. I mean, hopefully it's just waiting another two and a half months before well, a decent so. president's inaugurated. Yeah. But, it's, that, it's that lack of clarity yeah, and leadership anyway. that we've been saying for months. And whether it's America or whether it's yeah. the UK government, 
I mean, I think it is why things in the devolved nations have been slightly less bad because I mean I'm not a big fan of Arlene Foster but at least she gets yeah. things done she, she's quite clear and to the point when she's talking yeah. about it as is the I mean the, I was going to say the Welsh <laughs> the yes. Welsh First Minister until this week he's been doing alright as well um, I mean obviously we've, we've talked about Nicola quite a few yeah. times but there does seem to be more clarity and leadership coming from the devolved nations than there has been at any time from the UK government, who continues to shirk responsibility, deny that they are to blame for anything, and see if I hear them one more time talk about putting their arms around the care system or putting their arms around poor people. Honestly, I don't. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, it's, it'll drive you insane, won't it? We've hit the sweet well. spot. Anyway, um, spot. I'm trying to think. It's twenty nine minutes. I'm trying to think. We have. It's perfect. 29 minutes. I'm just trying to think if there's one positive we can give people before they go. Um, is there anything we can talk about that's good? There's a that. new Hugh Grant drama starting yeah, tomorrow on Sky Atlantic. It's always a good thing. Um, the trial or what is it? Yeah, the trial of the Chicago 7. That's a really good spell. Excellent. Uh, well worth watching. Um, and, I would also... Um, Delamitri's Nothing also, Ever Happens is a great song. I would recommend if you're one of the podcasts, David Tennant <laughs> Talks With. Have you listened to that at all? This week, oh, okay. he gets, he gets sort of theme. I mean, Neil Gaiman on two weeks ago, ago, which was very interesting. This week, it was Billy Piper. Right. So I was going to send you a link to that because I know you love oh, Billy I Piper. So hearing Tennant and Piper together. I wonderful. Do. Wonderful. All right, I'll have to give that a watch. But anyway, there's something Indeed. for you. So we thank you for listening. And hopefully things are a bit cheerier next week. But I mean, they probably won't be. But we're, we're, we'll still be here. As long as, John, as, no. long as John's chest hasn't exploded. Yes. Thank you for listening. Exactly. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.